0: Welcome to the Nourished with PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Sam Abbott, registered dietitian nutritionist and PCOS nutrition expert. I'm here to help you learn how to manage PCOS and support your hormones while also having a healthy relationship with food in your body. You can improve PCOS symptoms and labs without dieting. Get ready to feel better with PCOS and leave diet culture in the rearview mirror. Welcome to another episode of the Nourish with PCOS podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Sam, and this is a really bittersweet episode because this is actually going to be the last episode before I take a little holiday break here at the podcast. I cannot believe that we have recorded 42 episodes. So much goes into this podcast behind the scenes. And when I started it in February of 2023, this year, my goal was to publish one episode a week. And I know how easy it is to start something, but to maintain that consistency, especially when life happens, can be a lot and i'm really proud that we kept this podcast going all year thank you so much for listening and for being part of this community one of my goals this year was to branch out in how i check in with you outside of just instagram There were just like a couple of scary instances like late last year and going into the new year where I had colleagues whose accounts completely got deleted or, you know, diet culture is rough. And like sometimes if somebody gets mad at something that you posted that's related to anti-diet stuff, like they can report your account and things like that. And I just I wanted to have something that was a little bit more of my own. Um, where I could connect with you, and it really means a lot to me that you have been tuning in. So, I'm going to take a little bit of a break until after Christmas, and then I'll be back right before the New Year, uh, back on my normal Wednesday schedule. I'm hoping to do an episode just talking about making New Year's intentions. So I'm excited to um, to be back for that. If you did not start listening to the podcast from the very beginning. Now is a really great time to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes. Even like my first few episodes, I had some really great guests. There's a variety of different uh, podcast topics. So there's plenty for you to um, listen to until we're back in action. But I was thinking about this last episode of the season, and I know that we are coming into the holiday season, um, and that can be a really complicated time. I want to acknowledge before I even start talking about nutrition that the holidays are not always easy for everyone. You know, if you've had grief or trauma or different Family situations, like it can be a difficult time. So there's that. And also, with a lot of my clients who struggle with their relationship with food and their body, the holidays can be a difficult time, either getting through the holiday season or just kind of having this ethic mentality of like January is coming up. I'm going to be starting over and so I'm just going to, you know, let everything go until I get to that point. And that can be really hard if you've been doing work on your relationship with food or if you've been doing work on binge eating, that can create a little bit of a setback if you don't have, you know, a professional supporting you. And so I I wanted to record this podcast episode for that and I think it's really important to acknowledge going into the holiday season that so many people have a mentality of like, well, I'm just going to start over in January, but we know that most people don't actually stick with New Year's resolutions past the first few weeks in January. And so I've sat with a lot of clients who have really been in this cycle of like guilt and shame, and they went into the holiday season with the last supper mentality of like, I'm going to eat all the things and get in this cycle where I'm just constantly overeating and not feeling great or I'm binge eating because I'm going to be starting over in January. And then when January comes, we're in mid-January and there's this realization that like that was just part of the cycle. So I wanted to give you some things to think about to prevent that from happening this holiday season. Like, what if you went into the new year feeling good about where you're at wellness-wise instead of feeling like you need to do a complete 180 with all of your wellness habits? And when I'm saying the word wellness, I'm not talking about restricting food and exercising. I'm talking about what do you need for your, your overall well-being, like not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually too. So let's see if we can help you shift your mindset as you go into the holiday season, if you have been one of those people who use January as an opportunity to quote unquote start over. So the first thing that I want you to think about is using the holiday season as kind of a barometer for where you're at with your relationship with food. Um, I like to say that nutrition is like a pendulum. So if you find yourself being overly rigid and restrictive, your behaviors are probably going to swing back, um, in the opposite direction at some point. So going from being really restrictive, having a lot of rules, being quote unquote good, and then swinging in the opposite direction where you're like, I'm going to eat all the things. I don't care if I'm uncomfortable. I don't care if I'm overeating. I don't care about any of these things because I'm starting over in January. This can be a really good barometer for where you're at with your relationship with food because if you're in a healthy relationship with food then you have more trust in your body and you know that it's okay to enjoy all foods at any point in the year. It doesn't just have to be a holiday. So if the idea of enjoying pumpkin pie or apple pie or cheesecake or cookies or a family member's home-baked bread, if the idea of that is something that like You feel uneasy about, but you'll allow yourself to do that during the holidays. That could be a good indicator that, like, hey, we have some work to do on just allowing you to be a little more flexible um, with food. And the holidays are a time where you are around more desserts, more special holiday foods. Um, And if you're somebody who is really struggling with that diet mentality, that can be really stressful. I would recommend centering yourself around this question during the holidays. If you are trying to be a little more centered, a little more flexible, you don't want the holidays to be a time where, you know, you're like just waiting for January to come to hit the reset button, Um, center yourself around this question. What do I need to do to take care of myself this holiday season? Taking care of yourself is going to look different for each person listening. Taking care of yourself is not always about diet and exercise. Like it might be included in that for some people, but for other people, it may mean something different. So for example, taking care of yourself might mean creating boundaries or... Figuring out how to deal with a difficult family dynamic. Taking care of yourself may mean trying to get more sleep. Taking care of yourself may mean starting a medication for a mental health concern. So centering that question around the holidays instead of putting your health and well-being on hold until January can be a really great starting point for just being a little more balanced in November and December so that you're not completely starting over in the new year. Another thing that can be really helpful during this holiday season is to be really aware of diet culture and diet talk around you and be aware of how it's affecting you. Um, It's funny because before really understanding a lot of diet culture stuff, we tend to absorb diet culture messaging. But once we start breaking away from dieting, Hearing diety stuff can sound like nails on a chalkboard. And so I wanted to just bring up a couple of things that I see or hear in the holiday season that are part of diet culture or feel really diety to me. The first is a saying that I tend to hear around the holidays, it's all in the BLTs or the bites, looks, and taste. And this comes from, you know, if you're making a food that you might consider to be indulgent or off limits, and you're allowing yourself to snack on it along the way, um, that you're eating extra food that you might not be intending to eat. And the concept of the BLT is it's so deeply rooted in diet culture, because when we're thinking about diet culture, we're talking about leaning on external food rules or external structure to try to avoid gaining weight. And with intuitive eating, we are leaning into how we're feeling and listening to our body and anticipating what our body needs to make food choices. So for somebody who leans on external things that we often see with dieting, it's like you have that structure. That's what you're allowed to eat. And so if you're you know, cooking and snacking along the way um, with these BLTs, you're doing that on top of like what you're already allowed to be eating. But with intuitive eating or even just bringing in more mindfulness, I know for me, if I'm cooking and snacking along the way, which sometimes I do, I'm not as hungry when that meal is ready or that dessert is ready. And I don't feel the need to eat the whole meal or to eat the whole serving of a dessert because I'm not as hungry. And I think a big piece of that is knowing like, yeah, I don't I don't need to eat all of this, but it's there if I want it later. And I am allowed to eat it if I wanted to. But I'm also allowed to tune into what my body wants and needs, and trust that too. Um, last year with this BLT concept, I saw a whole f- post about this online related to making desserts with your family, and like it was like, don't forget about the BLTs. It just made me so sad. Of like, here's an experience where y- you know sometimes the holidays can you can just have these really special experiences with family or friends or loved ones um, that you don't get outside of the holiday season. I know for me, like growing up every Christmas, we made gingerbread cookies with my mom. And that's something that I think about every holiday season. And like, how sad is it to be having this special experience and bringing that restrictive nutrition piece into things um, where sometimes, you know, it's more about the experience or nourishing your soul. Um, and so I think that for somebody who doesn't really think about diet culture and how diet culture impacts us, hearing something like the BLTs, you would be like, oh, that kind of, I could kind of see that. But to me, it just... It's a perfect example of how diet culture can sometimes take away from life experiences. So that's one thing. Uh, one diet culture thing I see pop up around the holidays. Another is the discussion around the races that we have going on in the holidays, like turkey trots or I don't know what they call the one like closer to Christmas. Um, but first of all, I'm not against these in any way. If you want to do that, you think that's fun, it's a family tradition, like by all means do that. Um, I also think sometimes it's great to just get outside, get some fresh air, that type of thing. Um, But sometimes the conversations around these races really, it's super diety, Like, well, let's sign up for this race so that we can eat whatever we want for Thanksgiving or um, like, I'm so glad we're burning off what we're getting ready to eat. So just be aware of the intention behind it and ask yourself if you really align with that intention. And if, if what I'm describing is your family, you can be the voice of reason or say like, hey, it's totally okay for us to enjoy this meal or this day together. We don't have to worry about calories or that type of thing. We can just enjoy our time together. So that's another big one that I see pop up. And then, of course, I know dealing with family dynamics around diet talk can be really difficult. And my um my recommendation here is to think about some of the situations that you might encounter of you know we all have those family members and we know they're going to bring up things And just think about how you want to deal with that situation and just come prepared for that. You know, is it that you're going to avoid the situation? Is it that you're going to create some boundaries beforehand? Is it that you're going to have some coping mechanisms because you know certain situations are unavoidable? But definitely put some thought into that before you go into those situations. I should also mention um, everybody's family is different. I know sometimes different cultures come into play with this as well. But in general, don't be afraid to explore the option of saying no or avoiding situations when they feel really uncomfortable to you. I did not really lean into this until I was more into adulthood. You know, when I was younger, I felt like when there was a family event or I was invited to something, I had to go and it was rude if I didn't. And now I'm much more likely to think or say like, you know, do I want to go to this? Is this going to align with what I really need right now? And it's totally okay to say no or to stay home. Um, I've had a lot of clients who they have a friendsgiving instead of going to a family Thanksgiving because of things related to diet and body talk. Um, I have clients who decide not to go home for Hanukkah or Christmas because they feel like that's not the best choice for them. So it's totally okay to say no if you need it. And uh, lastly something to think about this holiday season is your relationship with alcohol. Um, I think again, the holidays are a great barometer to see like, how does alcohol play a role in your life? Is it something that you use for stress relief? Is it something that you use to feel more comfortable in social situations? Are you a habitual drinker? Um, and I am not like anti drinking at all. Um, I do understand like social drinking. Um, but at the same time, again, when I'm working with clients, I do want to look at how alcohol plays a role in your life and how it affects PCOS management um, because we do know that alcohol can um, affect your appetite, it can affect your hydration status, it can affect your sleep quality. These are all things that go into PCOS management. So if there's something there that's not serving you very well, um, that's definitely something that may be on your Short list of things that you want to take a closer look at. So, I think that um, with the holiday season, sometimes the way we relate to alcohol can really be exacerbated. So, that's another thing to keep in mind this holiday season. And that is everything for some things for you to think about this holiday season. Thank you so much for being a part of season one of the podcast. I am excited to be back um, after the holidays going into the new year. I am wishing you peace and happiness this holiday season. If you are someone who enjoys the holidays, I hope it is amazing. If you are somebody who feels like the holidays are really difficult, I'm thinking about you and I know that you can get through it. And I will see you back here the last week of December. Thanks for listening to the Nourished with PCOS podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch new episodes. I'd also be so grateful if you left a review and rating for the pod as well. See you next Wednesday. (音楽) We'll be right back. back.